Joso. Uh, no. More about gel coat. When the force. Don't you call in the. More importantly, he knew what he was talking. Well, hello to my fives of listeners and to Patreon subscribers. This is technically the first episode of TV Talkaholics. Is it? Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. What did you think we were doing? I thought we were just going to be like, hey, we're going to work on a thing. You should stay tuned. Yeah, but well, okay. Well, well, why, why? I love an improv. Okay. Well, well, why do that when we can call this the first episode, but still have us just be talking about whatever the fuck it's going to be? I am an we improver, don't know. so. And, yes, and maybe I'll cut that. Maybe that. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should cut that shit out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, hey there. This hmm. is David Almeida. This is where you introduce yourself, Matthew. We've already met. What? <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> Introduce yourself to our listeners. Oh. Oh. Hello. Hello. This this show is going to be you saying two words and then me laughing for 10 minutes. No. We've established that. Yeah. Well, see, if if this is going to be a joint venture, we need to start, as opposed to you're not my guest now. Now we're co-hostess. Oh, my God. But can I still be like an Ed McMahon sidekick? Can I have like a fun, like, sidekicky nickname? Like... Like, um, like, like, um, like, um, <laughs> and here's my son, this David Almeida and Gassy Matthew or something. <laughs> Gassy Matthews. That was the name I used to dance under. You did in Gassy Tijuana. Matthews. <laughs> um, that was before the donkey died. <laughs> okay. Um, do you, do you have like a, a, a boy nickname? I'm not allowed back in Houston. <laughs> actually. There's a reason they're named the Astros. Yeah. Let's just let's just say. Um, but for for now, maybe we'll, we'll maybe that'll be something we do later. But for now, it'll yeah. be hi. This is David Almeida, and then I say hi. This is Matthew. Do, do you have oh, a Matthew last... Arter? <laughs> oh. oh oh, welcome to my world. Like the first ten episodes. Listen back. Actually, don't. They're horrible. David it's me Almeida. like, I'm going like, well, hey, hi, howdy, hello there. This is David, and I, I'm i doing a hip, cool new podcast. <laughs> and I'm on a microphone. I know. It's like, I was trying to find a sign on, like a hello, like a, I was trying to find a, a what am I trying to say? A um, signature salutation. Sure. sure. Never found it. Now yeah. I just literally say, welcome back to Let's Face the Facts. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot to mute that. <laughs> that was quite fucked up. Stacy? <laughs> oh my god. No, it was just me. It really was. But Stacy's probably here too. With us. We I yeah. just I just thought that you maybe had Alexa set up to where every time you say Welcome Let's, back. Welcome back. <laughs> you... Yeah, and every time I walk in the room, it applauds because <laughs> I'm that much that? of a fucking narcissist. Could you set that up, though? <laughs> like, could Alexa play a song every time she hears a certain word? Um, I think you might be able to. <laughs> that would be well, hilarious. Because, yeah, because it's connected to Amazon Music. So um, I think you'd have to set it up through the app, though. I don't you'd think I to, could. But you still have to say Alexa to wake her up, right? Yeah, I'd have to say, like, uh, Alexa, I'm home. I don't think she means that. I thought you could, couldn't feel emotion. She's feeling emotion. 
Uh, she's happy, happy that you're here. Yeah, happy. Okay, that's all. Sorry. Fine and dandy. Well, this is... Uh, we've really not discussed much what actually this show is going to be. <clears throat> and um, I thought this would be a good... What better time to discuss what our show might be than the first episode? When sure. People are already listening. Because um, you know what I feel like has not been tapped in the podcast world? Twat has not been to tapped. Pop culture stuff. Really? Yeah. I think... There are very few podcasts out there nope. that dissect things like from the 80s. Yeah. Pop culture things from the 90s. History. History. Nobody talking about history. Yeah. True crime. Never heard of it. So... The New Frontier. Podcasts. Yeah. History yeah. of Hollywood. Yeah. Nobody's talking about this shit. Yeah. So we're going to bring it to you in a podcast. Yeah. Movie reviews. Nobody's talking about movies. No one's ever reviewed a movie in a podcast. Podcast, it's all about boring shit like Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and nerd stuff, tech stuff. <laughs> and Star Trek. People talking about Star Trek yeah. out the yin-yang. Yeah. Nerd culture. I mean, it's time it went digital, don't you think? I think so, too. I was thinking that since this is TV talkaholics and this is an offshoot of the Let's Face the Facts podcast, sure. that at the very least we would sort of start with facts of life adjacent subject matter. Okay. And one such thing is something that uh, we had just, we've just finished recording an episode of Let's Face the Facts. We were discussing a kabillion different things. And then right as we finished, you were like, oh, I meant to mention this other show and see if you had heard of it. And... And sadly, I had. But tell us, what show was it that you wanted to bring up? The Beans of Boston. The Beans of Boston. That's B-E-A-N-E apostrophe S. Yes. Of Boston. Yes. Which is the name of a store. Yeah. But uh, yeah, why did that come up in subject? Um, because Charlotte Ray's in it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, an American version, an attempt at an American version of the wonderful... Are you being served? <laughs> Which was still on the air yeah. when it was happening. Because people don't realize, Are You Being Served ran for 15 years. Jeez. <laughs> Holy shit. I had no idea. It's ridiculous. I've, the first I've... episode is in black and white. <gasps> it's like a kinescope. Literally. Holy shit. Literally. I did. I, I've barely watched. They refilmed the pilot in color. But the pilot pilot is in black and white. Why do I know this much about Are You Being Served? Because I had no friends in <laughs> high school or middle school. So um, It was a PBS show that aired every Sunday night. They'd show an episode of Are You Being Served? And I lived for it. And I still live for it. Wow. Do you not love Are You Being Served? Or am I the only one? Because Philip I've... Nolan hates it. I have watched precious little of it. I really oh. haven't. I've caught bits and pieces, but not a lot. I was more a Monty Python oh. Um I really didn't even watch Faulty Towers till much later. I so. don't know why I love it so much, but I do. Yeah. I love Monty Python so much, I call it Python, like <clears throat> the Brits do. Sure. It's, you know. Sure. It's, it, I feel like Ross on Friends going, karate. karate. Yeah. You, you know exactly where I was going. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. So I'm looking this up on the Wikipedia. I had heard of Beans of Boston, mm -hmm. and I remembered that Charlotte Ray played the Mrs. Slocum character. Yes. Uh, according to Wikipedia... It was only on for one episode? Yeah. And you can find it on the YouTube. Yeah, you can find the one episode on the YouTube. And it was broadcast in uh, May 5th of 1979. That is literally right as season one of Different Strokes was ending. And we were about to spin off Mrs. Garrett into Facts of Life. So uh, 
I'm I'm confused what was going to happen. But if that's this, when it aired or that when it when, aired. So when, I she, wonder when it was filmed. Was yeah. it filmed before? <clears throat> Maybe it was. Maybe it was filmed before different strokes and it sat in the can for a while. <laughs> Matthew. Sat in the can. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Story of my life. Uh-huh. But it um but no, it's terrible, first of all. Yeah. And Alan Seuss is in it. But there's another big name that is um uh, Tom Poston. Yes. Is Mr. Plays Bean. Old Mr. Bean. Old Mr. Bean. Yeah. And Who's... Tom Poston was like 35 at the time. Right. <laughs> and he's in terrible makeup and oh, terrible no. wig and stuff. Because it's Tom Poston. It's not Eddie Bracken. In my head, it was Eddie Bracken. Yeah. But it wasn't. But um, yeah. For those who don't remember who, uh, first of all, Tom Poston, well known for being on Newhart. And what did he do before? Was he on Mork and Mindy? He was on Mork and Mindy too, wasn't he, before Newhart? like he was the upstairs neighbor for a couple of seasons on Mork and Mindy. I'm literally on Wikipedia. I could click this and find out. Mm. But um, in his filmography. So yeah, the podcast that we're doing yeah. might be about like a maybe a very obscure spinoff or something that like... <laughs> Beans well, of Boston. Yeah. Or, or, or Amanda's talk, Place. I was, I was just going to say that. We're talking about, are you being served? Let's go for the yeah. other one. Talk about Amanda's Place. I'm interested to know who the producer was for Beans of Boston. Because if it was a Norman Lear project, because All in the Family was also a British. Oh, yeah. Till Death Do Us Part. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, created by Jeremy Lloyd and David Croft. Well, that's who created Are You Being Served? I'm a f- I am don't know why it just charms me. Here, well, we just pulled up the video of it. It is a Gary Marshall mm. production. So I was surprised to find it on film versus videotape. But, ooh, it had the magic of Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley <laughs> behind it. So, yeah, Gary Marshall. It didn't work. Yeah, Gary Marshall, Mork and Mindy, um, all of those. But, yeah, wow. Looking at Charlotte Ray in it, it's kind of like, okay, it's, oh, is that Tom Poston? Oh my God, Tom Poston in old age makeup? Yeah. He he never looked that old before he died. Mm-mm. Jesus. And he lived till he was 107. But that was also the joke of, <clears throat> are you being served? Was that they had young Mr. Grace, who was 90. Uh-huh. And then he died. The actor died. Oh, yeah. And they brought on old Mr. Grace. <laughs> Who was a young man and a younger man in makeup? Oh, but he was old, Mr. Grace. After his young, Mr. Grace's older brother. Oh, <laughs> so he was even older. Wow, than young, Mr. Grace, who was a hundred. Jesus. So that the joke was like, he was just yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, this are you being served? American thing was a Gary Marshall venture. Um, talk about Amanda's Place while I look up a little bit of... Amanda's Place was um, betw- was the American version of Faulty Towers mm-hmm. that... Um, oh my God, I'm boring myself. What? Um, um, and one of, I think, three, they've tried like three different times. Like there have been multiple American attempts to adapt Faulty Towers and... It just doesn't work. Why did Why did All in the Family work, but none of the other ones worked? I do you think it was just timing? I don't know. You wonder how much they stole the scripts, or 
Like Three's Company, the mm-hmm. pilot script of Three's Company is almost identical to Man About the House. Same with The Office. Oh, is it? The is first, it really? The first, the pilot episode of The American Office is word for word the, the American version of Ricky the, Gervais. Of Ricky Gervais's Office. Wow, I don't remember All in the Family. I've I've only recently discovered some Till Death Do Us parts. Um, to and, me, Till Death Do Us part is like sitting through an episode of um, Keeping Up Appearances. I can't. I don't know why. I can't. Oh yeah, you don't like it. Mm-mm. I've I've watched very little of it, and I'm just like, eh, let's do our RG bunker. Oh Have you God. tried to get through an episode of Amanda's Place on YouTube? Mm, I've tried. <laughs> I feel like I did when it came out, when it originally came out. Um, oh my God, that doesn't look like Mama's family. You know what this also sounds like with the boom. It sounds like the Ropers theme. It sounds more like Mama's. It's a lot of Mama's family. An opening credit scene with not one picture of an actor. Is it going to show us producers? Well, I mean, the, the big one will be Elliot Schoenman. Oh. Len Rosenberg. Um, who wrote that theme song? Peter Matz. Mom's family, yeah. the Calvernet show, absolutely clocked that shit. Okay, uh, this doesn't reveal a camp. So we looked up who right. produced Amanda's by the Sea. It was not. Um, it wasn't like a Norman Lear. Production. It wasn't a Norman Lear. It wasn't a <clears throat> Susan Harris. It wasn't a Linda Bloodworth Thomason. It wasn't a Gary Marshall. Um, interesting. Now um, we we touched upon it just a minute ago, but. Um, Talking about what succeeds, what doesn't. Uh, Three's Company, that was my jam. I fucking loved that show. The cheese stands alone at this table. Uh, (laughs) But it's like, it was just, I was just the right, I mean, because it's a farce. John Ritter is a puke. You do not. I'm sorry. What? I don't. You do not yeah. think John River, R- Ritter was insanely fuckable? No, no. Oh, not only not fuckable, not funny. Oh, no. no. Wow. When I think of Three's Company, I think of the episode where they tried to get ratings for it by having Lucy come on and do a oh, special about retrospective, it. Retrospective, yeah. Where she's a hundred. <laughs> and her voice is deeper than both you and me right now. <laughs> It's but true. I would love to talk about an episode of Life with Lucy. Life with Lucy. Oh, oh. somebody posted a video clip of that from on Instagram the it other is day. And so painful. She's, just, she's got no voice yeah. at all. It's yeah. and you can tell she's still trying in her head. She sounds like she's in the same register yeah. that she was when Ricky was there. Yeah. And it's not, and it's painful. Well, the thing about Lucy... It's like listening to Jack Klugman talk towards the end. Oh, my God. And so, then they gave me this song called Night She Ain't, and I told them, I'll stick the song up your ass. That's him talking about being in Gypsy, Gypsy. on Broadway. Um, so, Lucy. I was watching some of the Lucy shows recently. The Lucy shows. The Lucy shows. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Life with Lucy. Or... Not to be confused with Here's Lucy. Or... Or the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour. <laughs> or Girl, I Love Lucy. God, yeah. talk about milking a cow. Oh, tw- it was like 23 something. Like like the Lucy 
the original I Love Lucy was like 51. Yeah. And I feel like it was like 74. It would think it feels like it was 74 when the final Here's Lucy. And then Life with Lucy was in 87, 88. Yeah. And that was, we don't even count that. Oh, yeah, we do. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we do. But watching the the Lucy shows, where at that point, she is already over 50. (laughs) And And in charge of the studio. And in charge of the studio. But I was just recently reading, I think when she did Wildcat in 1960 on Broadway, I think she was 48 or 49. So she's already in her 50s here. But the funniest thing is that her voice had already dipped significantly. Sure. But when you watch those, particularly the Lucy show, where you can tell she's like, okay, we're going to do another take of this. All right. <clears throat> well, Mr. Mooney, I was that she sort of puts on this pinch sort of Cupid dolly kind of voice. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, ooh, over the years, it sounds falser and falser because it's... But every once in a while... It slips. <laughs> and my favorite time that it slips is um, the Ethel Merman episode when oh. she's going to teach Ethel Merman how to sing like Ethel yes. Merman. Yes. And Viv comes running in to tell her that it's Ethel Merman. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Because um, she's playing Eth- Agnes Schmidlap. <laughs> um, they should have just called her Agnes Zimmerman, which is her well, middle Agnes name. Is her middle name. Ethel Agnes. Zimmerman. That's what I was gonna say. They should have. They could have just called her Agnes Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Yeah. Um. But she. Um. She, Bib comes running in to tell her that she's listening, and she goes, "I don't know how I'm gonna get her to sing like Ethel Merman in time for the show." <laughs> and then Bib comes running. She goes, "Calm down, girl." <laughs> and it just drops off. <laughs> and I love that she pulls out an album that I have. What album? The Merman album. That she oh, oh, the, the Merman. Yeah, them. I have that album. <laughs> wow. Um. So, what are some other? We sort of we sort of hit upon the subject matter here. What are some other American Americanizations of uh, English sitcoms? And I stand. Sanford and Son was yeah. an update of a Steptoe and Son, mm-hmm. and I've caught a little bit of that, and that was just you know a white guy. And his son, Junkyard Show, like it wasn't, yeah. it didn't have the... Uh, There's no racial undertones. No, it. not at all. Because I think in the UK, that wasn't a thing as much as class distinction yeah. was a thing. Yeah, you're like, right. Like they didn't care if you were black or white. It was just if you were posh or you were common. Yeah. So... Which is weird that Faulty Towers was popular here. Because Faulty Towers, so much of at the core of it is John Cleese trying to run a high class establishment mm-hmm. and run the riffraff out and all that and we don't, you know, we, I don't know that we really, I guess we relate to it a little bit, even though theoretically yeah. we are a classless society. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically. Um, <clears throat> the um, absolutely fabulous oh. American version, which was just dreadful. Did that, did that actually go? Did that run? High Society. Oh. Starring the wonderful Gene Smart. Yes, and uh, Mary McDonald. And briefly, Faith Prince was on that. Yes. With whom I've worked, my close personal friend, Faith Prince. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about High Society. I was thinking there was talk that Roseanne wanted to produce uh, a version of uh, Ab Fab with Carrie Fisher and Sandra Bernhard. Yeah. And that would have probably been a Abysmal. Yeah, that would have been hurtful. 
if they had just introduced the show called High Society and not said it's the American version of AbFab. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, AbFab doesn't hold up. At oh, all. no. Have you watched an episode of that not lately? Not lately, it's no. painful. Is it really? Yeah. Um, but if they had just said, this is a show about these two women yeah. and their kid. because But because you were comparing it to AbFab, yeah. it, you're already, it was out. Yeah. Already. It had two strikes before it even went on the air. Yeah. And then they were <clears throat> trying to trying to tweak it and punch it up by adding Faith Prince. Yeah. Because suddenly she was a co-worker of Mary McDonald's mm-hmm. that Gene Smart was jealous of for no apparent yeah. reason. So they were trying to use that to create some friction and tension. Yeah. And it's like, what, why mm-hmm. is this? Love me some Faith Prince. But it, it was just like, why is she there? Yeah. So, uh. Uh, didn't didn't really work for me there. Um, the and I, 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 there was a TV Guide article that did I think it was reviewing that and it said by the way we don't need this yeah. we do not need high society because we already have a wonderful American version of AbFab. It's called Sybil, the Sybil Shepherd Show with Christine Baranski. <sighs> now what is that reaction? Is that you loved it or you hated it? Are there actors in your life where you are just like i don't get it oh really how that person became famous they're terrible whom don't you get sybil fucking okay i i was hope i was like if you say christine baranski oh Oh, of course not you may have to leave this house but um (laughs) um i i agree with you the line readings on very anything it's like she doesn't know what words are coming out of her mouth. Yeah. The writing on the show, Sybil, was good that they kind of helped. It helped her along because I liked the show. I did like the show. Even as a kid watching it, I was a very young child watching Sybil. Sybil, of course. In um, the 90s, you were barely a fetus. Yeah. I remember laying in my mother's arms <laughs> as we watched it. Suckling on her teeth. Because yeah. I was breastfed till I was 12. <laughs> And which was only uncomfortable when we went out to eat. <laughs> but I remember thinking, and I'll, I'll give you another person for me, John Goodman. Oh, really? It's like he has no idea what words are coming out of his mouth. He's like, the, in my head, the, a terrible actor. Wow. And I know I'm to, wrong. Yeah. I know you are. I get it. Um, to me, particularly the early Roseannes. Yeah. When you look at how awful she is. Yeah. Like, Awful. Yeah. Well, and and then you have the wonderful Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf, brilliant. Who is and one then, of the greatest actors of our generation. I agree. <laughs> and then you've got her. And then you have that actress who played Crystal. <laughs> Remember, she, she just walked around and said, Hey, Roseanne, I, I was down the store and they had a sale on soup, so I bought three cans. Isn't that fun? Like, that was, it was like, What are you? You are taking up space on a network fucking sitcom. And they brought her back in the reboot. She was in a couple of days. Like, what? Because remember, she married Dan's Dan's father. She's Dan's stepmother now. Yeah. Um, Not Dan's mother, which was played by the wonderful Debbie Reynolds. Later. Not in the first episode. His mother was played by... um... Oh! Oh, it was Ann Wedgworth. Ann Wedgworth. Oh. I didn't know yeah, and Wedgworth, which circles us back to Three's Company. Who, again. She was Lana on that, Three's Company. That came on after it jumped the shark. Yeah, that was such an illogical... It's They 
they acted. She looks 60. And, well, and she was probably 45. Mm-hmm. But she was this upstairs neighbor that wanted to fuck Jack. And all Jack wanted to do was fuck, but had these two gorgeous women in his apartment. He couldn't fuck. And then she would come and be like, Jack, I need help with the light bulb over my bed. In my bedroom. And they acted like she was fucking Ursula. <laughs> like she was such a hit. Like, am I right? Mm. And it was, he, she, he was so repulsed by her. And it was like, Anne Wedgworth is a very attractive middle-aged woman. It How fucking been, dare they? It should have been like that woman that played Mimi on the Drew, Drew Carey show. show. That, yeah. It would have been. Yeah. Kathy Kinney. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, Anne Wedgworth, one of the best lines ever in cinematic history. In Steel Magnolias, when she is introduced as the aunt who made the bleeding red armadillo groom cake, mm-hmm. Shirley MacLaine says, so, do you make all kinds of animals? You make all kinds of cakes in the shapes of animals? And Anne Wedgworth's line is, yeah, pretty much anything. We'll accept snakes. I don't have the counter space. <laughs> Best line added for a movie adaptation of a play ever. God, I love that movie so much. You know it's terrible, right? I love the movie Steel right. Magnolias. Mm-hmm. I there is no I, there is no terrible. There is no wonderful. There are moments that are brilliant and transcendent. There are moments that are hokey. And groan-inducing, and I love that movie. Oh, I love it with every breath of my body. It's one of those soul. movies I will stop and watch. Fuck yes, on TV. Even if fuck it's yes, but yeah, that and Schindler's List. Yeah, there, but uh, was there no vocal coach? Oh, the, the dialect coach. <laughs> like they're all from the same town that they've yeah. all lived in. The same little town. Yeah, and you <laughs> have you have Dolly Parton, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, doing her twangy Pigeon Forge. Different accent. Yeah. And then you have Shirley MacLaine, who I think Shirley's like from North Carolina. So she was doing her thing. And <laughs> Olympia Dukakis, the, the Greek woman from Massachusetts, my home state. And she comes in doing this overly drippy Georgia, Atlanta. Well, she Yan- just came off the plantation. Yeah, yeah. The Yankees are attacking. Atlanta's on fire. So it's, yeah, it is a, it is a dialect bloodbath. And, and then Malin, Malin, Sally Field, with no accent whatsoever. <laughs> she has an accent. Come on. I don't know where it's from, but she has an accent. <laughs> so last thoughts on any English TV shows made into America. I'd forgotten about The Office, honestly, altogether. Um, Did they try an American version of Vicar of Dibley? There, there was. The idea for a U.S. version of this is on Wikipedia now. The idea for a U.S. version of the show came about when two co-stars of the American sitcom Frasier, Jane Leaves and Perry Gilpin, set up their production company, Bristol Cities, with an American version of the Vicar of Dibley as their first project. On February 6, 2007, Fox announced plans to adapt it into an American sitcom titled The Minister of Divine. Already? Eh. I'm out. Exactly. The series starred Kirstie Alley as a former wild child. Well, I'm out. <laughs> who returned to her hometown as its first female minister. The series was not picked up for Fox. 
uh, by Fox for its 2007-2008 schedule. Kirstie Alley, for those that don't know her personally like I do, uh-huh. has a serious case of the bat shits. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot is not on YouTube. The original uh, unpicked up pilot. Um, so I think I think we've uh, I think we've talked enough about many many things, Matthew. And I'm not sure how to wrap this up, but that's going to be the fun thing to discover with this. But um, I uh, think this is going to be an interesting venture. It is going if to find you its way. Are listening to this? You have listened to us for four hours. You no, we've listened to us for four hours. The editing process is going to make this a nice taut. <laughs> Like my breasts. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like them taut. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I think that's going to be, uh, this is going to be a much more, what's the word? Amorphous entity, because we do not have the, the convenient coat hooks of the Facts of Life episodes to hang our show on. So we're going we're gonna to see how this sort of evolves and what it comes down to. But if you are listening, uh, we hope you'll be coming along for the journey. And thank you for being a Patreon subscriber and supporter of the show. Listen to old queers. Just babbling on about nothing. Uh, about not nothing. The TV that shaped our lives. We should at least send you a dick pic or something. No. <laughs> not ours, obviously. No, no, no. But, like, yeah. We, somebody. Somebody's. We could get something other than this. <laughs> <for that. laughs> Anyhow, thank you so much for listening. This is TV Talkaholics, and we will uh, be back next month with another installation. This is David Almeida. <laughs> And with a mouthful of water at the most inopportune moment. This is Matthew. I like David Almeida and Matthew. I like that. Like Cher. And <laughs> or Madonna. Okay, you're just going to go by Matthew. Yeah. Okay. Well, signing off and thank you for listening and for supporting this. And let's face the facts. Goodbye. <laughs>